Well, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the Comedy Nerdcast. I'm your host, Matthew Patrick Berry, and today's episode is all about romance. Romantic comedy has been around since the will-they-won't-they tension of Adam and Eve was disrupted by a meddling jealous snake, and it's been going strong ever since. Much like love itself, romantic comedy offers the pleasing comforts of a familiar, cozy formula with the thrill of surprise plot twists and hilariously cute moments of slapstick and inside jokes. So today, in honor of Valentine's Day, we're celebrating one of our favorite movie genres and one of our favorite styles of comedy. So fluff up your pillow, slip into a pair of thigh-high Julia Roberts hooker boots, and veg out with Comedy Nerd episode number eight, the top 27 funniest rom-coms of all time. Now, ironically, 27 dresses didn't make the top 27 list. It came in at number 33, but there's lots of other funnier and more romantic movies, and that was our criteria for the list. Funny, romantic, preferably both at the same time. So these are our choices for the top 27 funniest and sweetest romantic comedies ever made. Number 27 is Wedding Crashers. It burns. It stinks. Poor baby. Jesus. You want me to blow in it? No. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, I don't need any blowing. I'm good. Jeremy. I'm good. Thank you, honey. I'm not wearing any panties. Oh. It's right. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. You okay. That's fine. That's fine. You okay. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, go ahead. You just stop. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. <clears throat> Don't you worry, little Gloria. Mum's the word. Thank you, Randolph. A little more discreet, though. Okay. <laughs> Don't worry. He won't say anything. I'm a little confused. Just like eight hours uh, ago, you were a shy little virgin, and now you're not wearing any panties. I'm just trying to, to catch up with you here. You do that to me. Oh. Where's my little friend? No, no, no. I'm so tired. tired. Number 26 is Jerry Maguire. But tonight, our little project, our company, had a very big night. A very, very, But it wasn't complete. It wasn't nearly close to being in the same vicinity as complete. Because I couldn't share it with you. I couldn't hear your voice. Or laugh about it with you. We live in a cynical world. A cynical world. And we work in a business of tough competitors i love you you complete me and i just had shut up just shut up you had me at hello coming in at number 25 the shop around the corner oh i see you're reading tall stories on a credit yes do you mind no no 
Just didn't expect to meet you in a cafe with Tolstoy, that's all. Quite a surprise. I didn't know you cared for high literature. There are many things you don't know about me, Mr. Krolik. Uh-huh. Have you read Crime and Punishment by Dostoevsky? No, I haven't. I have. There are many things you don't know about me, Miss Novak. As a matter of fact, there might be a lot we don't know about each other. You know, people seldom go to the trouble of scratching the surface of things to find the inner truth. Well, I really wouldn't care to scratch your surface, Mr. Crowley, because I know exactly what I'd find. Instead of a heart, a handbag. Instead of a soul, a suitcase. And instead of an intellect, a cigarette lighter, which doesn't work. Juggling its way into number 24 is Benny and June. What's she gonna do? She paints and she reads. Yeah, she paints, she reads, she lights things on fire. I got a fire extinguisher, just bring her. Come on, play cards. Soft on the rope, slightly used. You take my cousin off my hands. Wait, wait, wait. I lost. What's in the pot? A cousin. I am not taking this guy home. Raisins on TV, the ones that sing and dance and stuff. They scare me. Yeah, me too. I get so lost. I'm her brother. And I'm her only family. Number 23, it's Four Weddings and a Funeral. There are one or two things you need for a successful wedding. Tact. So, John, how's that, how's that gorgeous girlfriend of yours? Oh, uh, she's no longer my girlfriend. Ah, dear. Still, I wouldn't get too gloomy about it. Rumor has it she never stopped bonking old Toby Delisle, just in case you didn't work out. She is now my wife. A discreet best man. Bernard told me he was getting engaged to Lydia. I, I congratulated him because all his other girlfriends had been such complete dogs. <laughs> Although, may I say how, how, how delighted we are to have so many of them here this evening. <laughs> Delightful guests. How do you do? My name is Charles. Don't be ridiculous. Charles died 20 years ago. Must be a different child, I think. Are you telling me I don't know my own brother? No, no. An experienced vicar who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Goat. Uh, ghost. And a loving bride. I do. <laughs> a film with a message. Don't get married. Unless you fall recklessly in love. I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my what do you think? Divine. Clawing its way to number 22 is bringing up baby. 
Lady, I'm not losing my temper. I'm merely trying to play some golf. Well, you choose the funniest places. This is a parking lot. Will you get out of my car? Will you get off my running board? This is my running board. All right, honey. Stay oh, 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 oh. At number 21 is Jeffrey. What Jeffrey needs is to fall in love and have a relationship. Then all this sex thing will simply fall into place. Exactly. I mean, look at us. Look at how happy we are. Don't we make you want to fall in love? Sometimes I think we should be on a brochure for middle America. Then everyone can say, oh, look, a wholesome gay couple. Oh, excuse me. You two are not wholesome. You're a decorator. Excuse me, an interior designer. And he's a dancer. You two are like Martha Stewart and Ann Miller. Which, believe me, I prefer. I, I just hate that gay role models are supposed to be just like straight people. As if even straight people are like that. That is so true. I was watching these two guys on Nightline on Gay Pride Day, and one of them said, Hi, I'm Bob Wheeler, and I'm an attorney, and my lover, he's a surgeon, and we would like to show America that all gays are not limp-wristed, screaming queens. There are gay truck drivers and gay cops and gay lumberjacks, and I just thought, ooh, get her. <laughs> Shaking its hips into the number 20 spot is Viva Las Vegas. Can you help me, please? Can we help you? Yes, ma'am. Well, then I'd like you to check my motor. It whistles. I don't blame it. What did you say? Oh, forgive uh, my friend, miss. He's very young. We'll be very happy to check your motor. Uh, let her rip. I simply don't understand why I'll make it simple, ma'am. Your motor's broken. Broke? But it was running perfectly when I pulled up here, except for the whistle. Are you sure you're a mechanic? Sure I'm a mechanic. I mean, you got here just in the nick of time because we're going to dismantle this whole thing. Completely. It might take a whole day. A day? Maybe two. Well, if you have to. Well, can you lend me a car until you have mine running again? Well, we'll do better than that. I'll be happy to drive you wherever you want to go. And why should you go to all that bother? Because around here I'm known as your very bothering mechanic. I'm sure you are. Viva! Viva! Las Vegas! Number 19 is Two Weeks Notice. You know, tonight is important. I'm representing the Wade organization. That includes you. Not anymore, George. Sorry? You got Island Towers, I got Coney Island. Why don't we just call it quits, okay? I can't take it anymore. What, are you serious? Yes. Please consider this my two weeks' notice. Well, I find you ungrateful. Ungrateful? Yes, ungrateful. Ungrateful? Yes. Yes, I, I hire you with no corporate experience. I give you a wonderful apartment, a great office, the non-fat muffin basket every morning. George! And if you don't want to be disturbed, why do you keep your phone on? Because you like emergencies. You crave the excitement. All right, George. You are absolutely right. This has nothing to do with you. This is entirely all my thing, because I've managed to turn myself into this, 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 this... There's not even a name for it. Well, that's not like I'm enjoying it either, you know. Before you came into my life, I was capable of making all kinds of decisions. Now I can't. I'm addicted. I have to know what you think. What do you think? 
George, I think you're the most selfish human being on the planet. That's just silly. Have you met everyone on the planet? Litigating its way to number 18 is Adam's Rib. Now, Adam, if I'm in the wrong, I want to make it right. But you're making a mountain out of something that isn't even a anthill, let alone a molehill, a hill of beans. Excuse not... me, excuse me. Yes? May I say just one thing? Of course. Save your eloquence for the jury. Adam, please forgive me. What for? For whatever it is that's upset you. Oh, you don't know what it is, huh? Oh, not exactly, no. Uh-huh, that's just my point. What point? We've been close, but we've never been this close, and I want to tell you that this close, I see something in you I've never seen before, and I don't like it. As a matter of fact, I hate it. Go ahead. Contempt for the law, that's what you've got. It's a disease, a spreading disease. You think the law is something that you can get over or get under or get around or get or just plain flaunt. You start with that and you wind up in the... Well, look at us. The law is the law, whether it's good or bad. If it's bad, the thing to do is to change it, not just to bust it wide open. Start with one law, and then pretty soon it's all laws, and pretty soon it's everything. Then it's me. You've got no respect for me, have you? Not at the moment, no. Answer me one question, will you? What is marriage? Tell me that. You tell me. All right, I will tell you. It's a contract. It's the law. Are you going to outsmart that the way you've outsmarted all other laws? That's clever. That's very clever. You've outsmarted yourself, and you've outsmarted me, and you've outsmarted everything. You get yourself set on some dim-witted cause, and you go ahead regardless. You don't care what it does to me, or does to you, or does to anybody. And you don't care what people watching think of us. Well, I'll tell you what they think of us. They think we're a couple of uncivilized nuts. Uncivilized. Just what blow you struck for women's rights or what have you, I'm sure I don't know. But you certainly have fouled us up beyond all recognition. You split us right down the middle. How? Just how? I've done it all the way I said I would. Sickness, health, richer, poorer, better, worse. But this is too worse. This is basic. I'm old-fashioned. I like two sexes. And another thing, all of a sudden, I don't like being married to what is known as a new woman. At number 17 is Bridget Jones' Diary. Hurrah! I'm no longer tragic spinster, but proper girlfriend of bona fide sex god. So committed that he's taking me on a full-blown mini-break holiday weekend. Just promised me we don't have to sit in any little boats and read poncy poetry to each other. He's also agreed to protect me at Uncle Jeffrey's hideous Tarts and Vickers fancy dress party. This can't be just shagging. A mini break means true love. Suddenly feel like scream goddess in manner of Grace Kelly. Though perhaps ever so slightly less elegant under pressure. Sticking hard at number 16... There's something about Mary. Did you really mean what you said up there? Uh-huh. I just want you to be happy, Mary. But I'd be happiest with you. You're fucking with me, right? What about... Brett Favre? What did I tell you the first time we met? I'm a Niners fan. <laughs> His friend 
Christians would say, stop whining, they've had enough of that. His friends would say, stop pining, there's other girls to look at. They've tried to set him up with Tiffany and Indigo, but there's something about Mary that they don't know. What are you doing? That's my girl he's kissing. But you just slept with me! I was only phoning you to get to Mary. Number 15, Pillow Talk. Hello? Miss Morrow, Brad Allen. Oh, look, I am in a hurry, Mr. Allen, so if you don't mind. Of course. But before you hang up, just admit I was right. About what? Your Western gentleman. He turned out to be a prairie wolf, didn't he? Mr. Allen, this may come as a shock to you, but there are some men who don't end every sentence with a proposition. Oh, come on. You mean he didn't try to get you up to his hotel room? Yes, he took me to his hotel room. Uh-huh. He showed me Central Park, and then we left. And nothing else? Nothing. Hmm. That's even worse than I thought. Worse? What do you mean, worse? Oh, well, uh, must I spell it out? Either you're not telling the truth, or, uh... Or what? Well, there are some men who just, uh... Well, they're very devoted to their mothers. You know, the type that likes to uh, collect cooking recipes or exchange bits of gossip. Ooh, what a vicious thing to say. Oh, I hope I'm wrong, but, uh... Don't you think you'd better make sure? You are sick! <laughs> Showing up at your door at number 14 with a bunch of adorable cue cards... It's love, actually. Sister to stay. This is Carla. 
She's real friendly. <laughs> Hello, you must be Tony. You are gorgeous. Number 13 is the 40-year-old virgin. Oh, oh. Read my torso alone, at least. Um, I also wanted to call and, uh, and see what night you might want to go out. I'm actually free tonight. Uh, well, I'll... Okay, well, no, I was thinking maybe this weekend, but that's good. Okay. Oh, great. Okay, what time do you want to pick me up? Um, uh, let's see, um... That's actually kind of a problem because I ride a bike. That's cool. Are you kidding me? I love getting on the back of a motorcycle. My boyfriend in college drove a motorcycle. So, I mean, yeah. I'm cool. Yeah, I bet that was cool. I ride a bike, bikes, bicycle, bicycle. Oh. You know how I know that you're gay? Yeah. You like the movie Made in Manhattan? You know I know you're gay? How? I saw you make a spinach dip in a loaf of sourdough bread once. You know how I know that you're gay? Oh, you have a rainbow bumper sticker on your car that says, I love it when balls are in my face. That's gay? God damn it. I'm ripping your head off right now. It's off, and now I'm throwing it at your body. <laughs> Fuck you! Oh. You guys, she's uh, picking me up in an hour. Oh, drag, dude. Wait, wait, she's, she's picking you up from here? Yeah. That's fucked up, man. Why? Why? Seriously, I mean, look at this place, man. You got you you got to see this through the eyes of a woman, you know. What what is she gonna think when she comes in here? Oh look, he's got a billion toys. So what? And more video games than a teenaged Asian kid. All right. Is that the six million dollar man's boss? It's Oscar Goldman. Why do you have that? That's worth a lot of money. That's much more valuable than Steve Austin. Well, that may be the case, but none of this shit is sexy. Okay. I'm not trying to be sexy, man. I mean, there's Asia? You framed an Asia poster? How hard did the people at the frame store laugh when you brought this in? They did you? not laugh at me. Know why you're gay? Because you like Asia. You guys cool it with the gay. You know, she's on her way over here, okay? First you relax, okay? Just uh, tell, just stop calming me down and tell me what I should do. Okay, we just take everything that's embarrassing and we move it out of here so it doesn't look like you live in Neverland Ranch. Taking the elevator all the way up to number 12. The apartment. Morning, Mr. Kirkland. Morning, Miss Kubelik. Good morning, Mr. Baxter. Morning, Miss Kubelik. That's all. Take it away. Watch the door, please. Blasting off. What did you do to your hair? It was making me nervous, so I chopped it off. Big mistake, huh? No, I sort of like it. You've got a lulu. Huh? Oh, yeah, better not get too close. I never catch colds. 
Really? I was reading some figures from the Sickness and Accident Claims Division. Do you know that the average New Yorker between the ages of 20 and 50 has two and a half calls a year? <laughs> well, that makes me feel just terrible. Why? Well, to make the figures come out even, if I have no colds a year, some poor slob must have five colds a year. Yeah, it's me. You should have stayed in bed this morning. Yeah, you should have stayed in bed last night. Nineteen. Watch your step. And watch your hands, Mr. Kirkby. I beg your pardon? One of these days, I'm going to shut these doors on you. And 20 next. And Kublik, boy, would I like to get her on a slow elevator to China. Yeah, she's the best operator in the building. Yeah, well, I'm a pretty good operator myself. She just won't give me a tumble, date-wise. Maybe you're using the wrong approach. Yeah, a lot of guys around here have tried it. All kinds of approaches, no dice. What's she trying to prove? Well, could be she's just a nice, respectable girl. There's millions of them. Listen to them, little Lord Fauntleroy. And tying at number 11 is 50 First Dates and The Wedding Singer. I want to make you smile whenever you're sad. Carry you around when your arthritis is bad. All I want to do is cold with you. I'll get you medicine when you tell me.
Now, before we count down the top 10, we made a separate category, the top 10 rom-coms featuring young people. At number 10 is Bring It On. Hand over your 15 bucks or get out of here. What are you doing? Making money from guys oogling my goodies. Oh, I didn't need to hear that. I didn't. That was an overshare. Hey, Torrance, come here a sec. <laughs> we'll just get this over with. My brother wants to check out your rack. You know, I begged my mom for a brother. He'd look a little ridiculous in that bikini, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Number nine is Love, Simon. You're not in a heavy, are you? No, no, no. I mean, it's not like I... She's cute, but yeah. she's just not really my type. Mm. Not because she's black. I love black women. Not like, you know, I have a thing for black women. I just, I just, I just love all women. Yep, they're practically Cantonese twins. Siamese. Yeah, Siamese. Um, this is your 20th anniversary, so I'm gonna be super real with you right now. This looks like a fourth grader made it. I'm like, not even the smartest fourth grader in the class, just like a deeply average fourth grader. What are you talking about? This is amazing. I can't believe we have to be off book in like two weeks. Seriously, Sally Bowles never shuts the F up. Hey. Don't you wish you were talentless like me? Because then you could just be living the easy life as company member number eight. Means we respect Simon Ethan's choice to be boyfriends. We are not boyfriends. Yeah, no. Whatever, whatever you want to call it, it's fine with me. Seriously. We call it two people that are not at all romantically involved. Yeah, yeah. keep it a casual, really. That night at the party, yeah, I was, uh, I was drunk and confused, and it ended like a minute after you saw us. And you're Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> Which is cool. At number eight is Clueless. I don't know why Dion's going out with a high school boy. They're like dogs. You have to clean them and feed them, and they're just like these nervous creatures that jump and slobber all over you. Ew! Get off of me! Ugh, as if! The number seven funniest rom-com featuring teens or young adults, She's All That. Are you sure this is a margarita? Yeah. Gentlemen, may I present the new, not improved, different laney box laney box get your cute butt down here swing 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 the spinning step you wear those shoes and i will wear that dress oh Number six is Better Off Dead. Lane, Lane, where have you been? We've all been waiting for you. You come and sit right down here. Have you met Monique? Hi. Now, in honor of our special guest, I've created dinner mondu. First, we have French fries. And fro 
French dressing and French bread <laughs> and to drink, ta-da, Peru. Jenny Maya, you really do go to the outer limits to make an impression. <laughs> the number five funniest young adult rom-com is, but I'm a cheerleader. Softball player and I'm a homosexual. I'm Sinead. I like pain. I'm homosexual. I'm Joel. I'm a Jew. And uh oh, homosexual. We met. Graham. I'm Graham and I like girls a lot. And um, I'm a homosexual. Andre, actor, dancer, homosexual. Dolph, homosexual varsity wrestler. How you doing? I'm Clayton Dunn. I work in retail. I'm a homosexual. It's time for your first disclosure. Now, don't be intimidated. Why don't you start by telling us about the first time that you realized that you might be a lesbian? I'm not. Everyone just thinks I am. Coming in at number four, Juno. The flower said, I wish I was a tree. The tree said, I wish I could be a different kind of tree. The cat wished that it was a bee. The turtle wished that it could fly really high into the sky, over rooftops and then dive deep into in the sea there is a fish, a fish that has a secret wish, a wish to be a big cactus with a pink flower on it. And in the sea there is a fish, a fish that has a secret wish, a wish to be a big cactus with a pink flower on it. Hey, did you put like a, a hundred things of Tic Tacs in my mailbox? Oh, yeah, yeah, that was me. Why? Well, you know, they're your fave. And, um, I mean, you can never have too many of your favorite one-calorie breath mints, so I just thought I'd... Yeah, well, thanks. I, uh, I think I'm pretty much set until college on the Tic Tac front. Okay. You know, Bleak, I was thinking, and I'm sorry I was such a huge bitch to you. You don't deserve it. It's okay, you know. It's okay. And also, um... I think I'm in love with you. You give me this friends? Oh, I mean, for real, because you're like the coolest person I've ever met, and, and you don't even have to try, you know? I try really hard, actually. You're like naturally smart. You're not like everyone else. You don't stare at my stomach all the time. You look at my face, and every time I see you, the baby starts kicking super hard. Our number three funniest rom-com featuring young adults or teens, Wes Anderson's Moonrise Kingdom. <clears throat> what kind of bird are you? I'm a sparrow. She's a dog. No, I said. 
What kind of bird are you? I'm a raven. Boys aren't allowed in here. I'll be leaving soon. What happened to your hand? I got hit in the mirror. Really? How did that happen? I lost my temper myself. What's your name? Sam, what's yours? I'm Susie. Coming in on the number two list of best and funniest teen rom-coms, 16 Candles. Faces dance tonight, or? It's also none of your business. Are you inhibited about dancing in public? I mean, you don't have to dance. I mean, you can just stand there and me and my dudes and just be you. And... Sounds major. So, I mean, what's the story? I mean, you got a guy, or? Yes, three big ones, and they less went blood. So quit bugging me, or I'll stick them all over your weenie ass. You know, I'm getting input here that I'm reading is relatively hostile. I mean, it's just. Go to hell. Very hostile. And the number one funniest rom-com featuring teens or young adults, 10 Things I Hate About You. I hate the way you talk to me and the way you cut your hair. I hate the way you drive my car. I hate it when you stare. I hate your big dumb combat boots and the way you read my mind. I hate you so much it makes me sick. It even makes me rhyme. I hate it. I hate the way you're always right. I hate it when you lie. I hate it when you make me laugh. Even worse, when you make me cry. I hate it when you're not around and the fact that you didn't call. But mostly I hate the way I don't hate you. Not even close. Not even a little bit. Not even at all. Returning to our list of top ten funniest rom-coms of all time, non-teen edition... In at number 10, it's Groundhog Day. What are you looking for, Phil? A date for the weekend? No, I'm just interested in you. You know, what do you want? What do you like? What do you think about? What kind of men are you interested in? What do you do for fun? Is this for real, Phil? Are you just trying to make me look like a fool? I'm just trying to talk like normal people talk. Isn't this how they talk? Plus. Okay, so talk to me. Let me buy you a cup of coffee. And a donut. All right. So what do you want out of life, anyway? <laughs> I guess I want what everybody wants, you know. Career, love, marriage, children. Are you seeing anyone? I think this is getting too personal. I don't think I'm ready to share this with you. How about you? What do you want? What I really want is someone like you. <laughs> oh, please. Well, why not? Uh, what are you looking for? Who is your perfect guy? Well, first of all, he's too humble to know he's perfect. That's me. He's intelligent, supportive, funny. 
Intelligent, supportive, funny. Me, me, me. He's romantic and courageous. Me also. He's got a good body, but he doesn't have to look in the mirror every two minutes. I have a great body, and sometimes I go months without looking. Uh, he's kind, sensitive, and gentle. He's not afraid to cry in front of me. This is a man we're talking about, right? Fidgeting its way to number nine is Annie Hall. Hi. Hi. Oh, hi. Hi. <laughs> well, bye. <laughs> you, you play very well. Oh, yeah? So do you. Oh, God, what a, what a dumb thing to say, right? I mean, you say it, you play well, and then right away, I have to say you play well. Oh, oh, God, Annie. Well, oh, well. <laughs> la-di-da, la-di-da, la-la, yeah. Finding its place at number eight, it happened one night. That, I suppose, makes everything quite all right. Well, this... Well, I like privacy when I retire. Yes, I'm very delicate in that respect. Prying eyes annoy me. Behold the walls of Jericho. Uh, maybe not as thick as the ones that Joshua blew down with his trumpet, but a lot safer. You see, uh, I have no trumpet. Now, just to show you my heart's in the right place, I'll give you my best pair of pajamas. Do you mind joining the Israelites? You don't want to join the Israelites? All right. Uh, perhaps you're interested in how a man undresses. <laughs> you know, there's a funny thing about that. Quite a study in psychology. No two men do it alike. You know, I once knew a man who kept his hat on until he was completely undressed. Yeah, now he made a picture. Years later, his secret came out. He wore a toupee. Yeah. You know, I have a method all my own. Uh, if you'll notice, the coat came first, then the tie, then the shirt. Now, uh, according to Hoyle, after that, the uh, pants should be next. There's where I'm different. I go for the shoes next. First the right, then the left. After that, it's uh, every man for himself. Questing its way to number seven, the Princess Bride. I know who you are. Your cruelty reveals everything. You're the Dread Pirate Roberts. Admit it. With pride. What can I do for you? You can die slowly, cut into a thousand pieces. Hardly complimentary, Your Highness. Why lose your venom on me? You killed my love. It's possible. I kill a lot of people. Who was this love of yours? Another prince like this one? Ugly, rich, and scabby? No. A farm boy, poor, poor and perfect, with eyes like the sea after a storm. On the high seas, your ship attacked. The dread pirate Roberts never takes prisoners. I can't afford to make exceptions. I mean, once word leaks out that a pirate has gone soft, people begin to disobey you, and then it's nothing but work, work, work all the time. You mock my pain! Life is pain, Highness. Anyone who says differently is selling something. I remember this farm boy of yours, I think. This would be what, five years ago? Does it bother you to hear? Nothing you can say will upset me. 
He died well. That should please you. No bribe attempts or blubbering. She simply said, please. Please, I need to live. It was the please that caught my memory. I asked him what was so important for him here. True love, he replied. And then he spoke of a girl of surpassing beauty and faithfulness. I can only assume he meant you. You should bless me for destroying him before he found out what you really are. And what am I? Faithfulness he talked of, madam, your enduring faithfulness. Now tell me truly, when you found out he was gone, did you get engaged to your prince that same hour, or did you wait a whole week out of respect for the dead? You mocked me once, never do it again! I died that day! You can die too, for all I care! Oh. As you wish! Oh, my sweet Wesley, what have I done? Striking a chord at number six is Moonstruck. I should have taken a rock and killed myself years ago. I'm going to marry him. Do you hear me? Last night never happened, and I'm going to marry him, and you and I are going to take this to our coffins. I can't do that. Why not? I'm in love with you. Snap out of it! Our number five pick for funniest rom-com of all time, Pretty Woman. Uh, yes, yeah, I'm here. If you want to impress me. Housekeeping is singing. Got to be too flirty, mama. I don't how to undress yeah. me. Listen, Edward, I know a lot of nice girls. No, you don't. I just want your extra time and your kiss. Besides, I already have one. If you want to impress me. You just concentrate on finding out what Morris is up to. I'm on my way. I wanna be your fantasy. Well, maybe you could be mine. You just leave it all up to me. Don't you just love Prince? More than life itself. Don't you knock? Vivian, I have a business proposition for you. What do you want? I'm going to be in town until Sunday. I'd like you to spend the week with me. Really? Yes. Yes, I'd like to hire you as an employee. Would you consider spending the week with me? <laughs> I will pay you to be at my beck and call. Look, I'd love to be your beck and call girl, but um, you're a rich, good-looking guy. You could get a million girls free. I want a professional. Don't need any romantic hassles this week. If you're talking 24 hours a day, it's going to cost you. Lying there at number four in a coma is while you were sleeping. I'm having an affair. I like Jack. Who's Jack? Peter's brother. So? So he thinks I'm engaged. To who? To Peter. Lucy, I really don't have time for this. Oh, no, 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 no. You have to tell me what to do. Tell the truth. If I tell Jack that I lied to his family, he will never speak to me again. And and, and Ox, and Midge, and Mary, and and, and Saul. Saul? Who's Saul? It's a next door neighbor. You know what? Actually, he knows. Lucy, you're born into a family. You do not join them like you do the Marines. You have to tell me what to do. Pull the plug. 
sick. I'm sick. You're cheating on a vegetable. Our pick for number three, Sleepless in Seattle. Now, should I call you Dr. Fieldstone? Dr. Marsha. Dr. Dr. Marsha. I don't mean to be rude. Oh, and I don't want to invade your privacy. Oh, sure, sure you, you do. do. Go on, Sam. I'm listening. Sam. <clears throat> we had a pretty tough time there at first. Mm -hmm. But we're dealing with it. And uh, Jonah and I will get along just fine again soon as I break his radio. <laughs> I have no doubt that you're a wonderful father. You know, you can tell a lot from a person's voice. You certainly can. But something must be missing if Jonah still feels that you're under a cloud. And just a few questions. Are you sleeping at night? He doesn't sleep at all. How do you know that? I live here, Dad. Look. It's Christmas. Uh, Maggie. Uh, my wife. She really did it. Uh, and she, I mean, she loved it. She made everything beautiful. And it's, it's just tough this, this time of year. I mean, any kid needs a mother. Could it be that you need someone just as much as Jonah does? Don't answer that. Let's get into that right after these messages. Sam, Jonah, don't go away. If you've just tuned in, we're talking to Sleepless in Seattle. And we'll be right back after this break with your listener response. The number two funniest rom-com of all time, according to Comedy Nerd, is His Girl Friday. I'm getting married, Walter, and I'm also getting as far away from the newspaper business as I can get. But <laughs> I am through. You're mad all you want to, Hilly, but you can't quit the newspaper business. Oh, well, why not? I know you, Hilly. I know what quitting would mean to you. Well, what would it mean? It would kill you. <laughs> you can't tell me that, Walter Byrne. Who says I can't? You're a newspaper man. That's why I'm quitting. I want to go someplace where I can be a woman. You mean be a traitor? A traitor? A traitor to what? A traitor to journalism. You're a journalist, Hilly. A journalist? Now, what does that mean? Peeking through keyholes? Chasing after fire engines? Waking people up in the middle of the night to ask them if Hitler's going to start another war? Stealing pictures off old ladies? I know all about reporters, Walter. A lot of daffy buttinskis running around without a nickel in their pockets. And for what? So I mean, that hired girls, motorman's wives will know what's going on? Why, I... God, what's the use? Walter, you, you wouldn't know what it means to... Well, want to be respectable and live a halfway normal life. Point is, I, I'm through. And our number one choice for the funniest romantic comedy ever made? When Harry Met Sally. I have it all figured out. It's an 18-hour trip, which breaks down into six shifts of three hours each. Or, alternatively, we could break it down by mileage. There's a there's a map on the uh, visor that I've marked to show the locations where we can change shifts. Grip? No, I don't like to eat between meals. Why don't you tell me the story of your life? The story of my life? We've got 18 hours to kill before we hit New York. The story of my life isn't even going to get us out of Chicago. I mean, nothing's happened to me yet. That's why I'm going to New York. So something happened to you? Yes. Like what? Like I'm going to journalism school to become a reporter. So you can write about things that happen to other people. That's one way to look at it. Suppose nothing happens to you. 
Suppose you live there your whole life and nothing happens, you never meet anybody, you never become anything, and finally you die, one of those New York deaths that nobody notices for two weeks until the smell drifts into the hallway. Amanda mentioned you had a dark side. That's what drew to me. Your dark side? Sure. Why don't you have a dark side? You know, you're probably one of those cheerful people who dots their eyes with little hearts. I have just as much of a dark side as the next person. Oh, really? When I buy a new book, I always read the last page first. That way, in case I die before I finish, I know how it ends. That, my friend, is a dark side. That doesn't mean you're deep or anything. I mean, yes, basically, I'm a happy person. So am I. And I don't see that there's anything wrong with that. Of course not. You're too busy being happy. You ever think about death? Yes. Sure you do. A fleeting thought that drifts in and out of the transom of your mind. I spend hours. I spend days. And you think this makes you a better person? Look, when the shit comes down, I'm going to be prepared. And you're not. That's all I'm saying. In the meantime, you're going to ruin your whole life waiting for it. <laughs> you're getting married. Yeah. <laughs> What's so funny about that? It's, uh, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's just so optimistic of you, Harry. Well, you'd be amazed what falling madly in love can do for you. Well, it's wonderful. It's nice to see you embracing life in this manner. Yeah, plus, you know, you just get to a certain point where you get tired of the whole thing. What whole thing? The whole life of a single guy thing. You meet someone, you have the safe lunch, you decide you like each other enough to move on to dinner. You go dancing, you do the white man's overbite. Go back to her place, you have sex, and the minute you're finished, you know what goes through your mind? How long do I have to lie here and hold her before I can get up and go home? Is 30 seconds enough? That's what you're thinking. Is that true? Sure. All men think that. How long do you like to be held afterwards? All night, right? See, that's the problem. Somewhere between 30 seconds and all night is your You know, I'm so glad I never got involved with you. I just would have ended up being some woman you had to get up out of bed and leave at 3 o'clock in the morning and go clean your andirons. And you don't even have a fireplace. Not that I would know this. Why are you getting so upset? This is not about you. Yes, it is. You are a human affront to all women, and I am a woman. Hey, I don't feel great about this, but I don't hear anyone complaining. Of course not. You're out the door too fast. I think they have an okay time. How do you know? I mean, how do I know I know? Because they... Yes, because they... How do you know that they're really... What are you saying? That they fake orgasm? It's possible. Get out of here. Why? Most women, at one time or another, have faked it. Well, they haven't faked it with me. How do you know? Because I know. Oh. Right. That's right. I forgot. You're a man. What is that supposed to mean? Nothing. It's just that all men are sure it never happened to them, and most women, at one time or another, have done it, so you do the math. You don't think that I can tell a difference? Yes! Yes! 
I'll have what she's having. Come, 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 come,